59 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. And welcome everybody to our special edition of looking at looking at the Instagrams on the YouTubes. So the idea is to talk about 2A every day and to experience or to expose some of the 2A stuff that's happening on the Instagrams over to the YouTubes and vice versa. So as you can see, we posted a link over on the Instagrams letting people know that we're live over here. So if you're live over on the Instagrams, or if you're from over on the Instagrams and you're here live, then welcome. Let me make sure my audio is working. Eventually, we'll see if my audio is working. You got a poll over here. From over on the Instagrams and you're here live. Okay, check. Thanks for nobody to check in my audio for me. So we'll dig in. So if people show up live, you're welcome to use the screen here. We use part of the screen here for the live comments. Elsewise, we'll just dig into the... Uh, there's 500 Magnum. Good evening. Otherwise, we're going to dig into the instant grams. So over here, I'm going to zoom in on the screen a little bit so you can see it a little easier. Instant gram is mostly visual, single images, sometimes slideshows, and sometimes some videos because they're trying to compete with Facebook and YouTube. So uh, this is our instant gram page. And if you go over to the saved folder, I don't know if everybody can get into it, but we save file fold, posts that we find interesting, that are Second Amendment focused. And that's what we're digging into right now. So uh, let's dig in. We're gonna go back about a week and take a look at the stuff that's been happening on Instagram from other people in the last week or so. I'm not sure how far back to go. So I'm just gonna pick a random post here. This one says it's from March 25th, which is a little bit further back than a week. I haven't been on Instagram very much, so close enough. Uh, National Medal of Honor Day is March 25th. That started in 1863 to commemorate all the Medal of Honor recipients. All right, so uh, thanks to the Green Brave Foundation for posting that. And there's Krabby Turtle out there joining us. Welcome. Speaking of the East Coast, we have Goal. The Gun Owners Action League uh, hosted a uh, annual, well, they had their annual meeting and they hosted uh, some speakers, including uh, Carrie Ann and Renee from Ways to, or from Sisters in Arms, a firearm story, which is uh, a project that they do on video and uh, on television. Uh, the goal is the state level organization for Massachusetts, and this is a post about their annual meeting. And uh, it's cool to see the posts, one, so that we know what's happening out there, but also to get an idea of the size. Right away, we know the size of the room that they were in and the amount of people that were there and the, the feel of the room. So it's really cool to see uh, real life insight to what's happening out there. Pat Spurgeon was the first American to win a gold medal in shooting. There was another uh, Olympian years earlier that was the first medalist in shooting, but Pat Spurgeon uh, was the first to win gold. And that was in 1984 uh, when she was just 18 years old. And she's uh, 
uh, been a competitive shooter. She was a competitive shooter for a while then and uh, won four gold medals uh, over the years. So this was a post from USA Shooting, our Olympic shooting uh, organization. Uh, this one is from the Department of Defense. It's just always neat to see uh, color guards. The Marines know how to do color guards pretty good. Here they are playing with a some kind of C-130, probably a Navy C-130, but judging from the paint job, just some nice pictures. Put them in here. This was um, from One Million Moms Against Gun Control, uh, reposted from Mom at Arms, and this is Mom at Arms, a researcher uh, in Virginia who uh, has been diligent, is that the right word, against uh, the fake grassroots organizations out there and uh, does a lot of re, uh, investigative journalism, I guess you could say, uh, to track down some of the lies and the uh, scandals that the uh, Moms Demand and the Everytown uh, groups have perpetrated over the years. So this is a repost from Mom at Arms on One Million Moms Against Gun Control. So as we can thank Everytown for this research and the reason why this is because Lots of law-abiding Americans are, one, not permitted to carry their firearms into certain locations, so they have to disarm in their vehicles, and two, a lot of people don't know the proper storage techniques for those cases due to the laws that define open carry and concealed carry uh, in their respective states. For example, there's not a lot of consistency, so it's difficult to understand um, best practice. For example, if you don't have CCW, I shove it in my glove box and go into a gun-free zone, am I breaking the law? Question mark. This is where common sense gun laws, as I call them, commie sense laws, that's good, good play on that, fail and firearms education beats legislation. Uh, and then it just talks about how they're not going to pay for the New York Times subscription to be able to read this, con this, this article. But the blurb here says a report issued in May by the gun control group Everytown for Gun Safety analyzed FBI crime data in 271 American cities, large and small, from 2020 and found that guns stolen from vehicles have become the nation's largest source of stolen firearms, with an estimated 40,000 guns stolen from cars in these cities alone. So I wonder if they include the number of FBI and um, uh, federal law enforcement firearms that are stolen from vehicles, because that would be at least in the thousands. And that, if it's included in here, would be something like 20%, no, 2%, 10%. There's a number there. I don't want to do the math that quick, but a percentage of them would be government vehicles. Aside from that, it is an interesting statistic. And without comparison to other things, it's there's a term for that. Well, you pick a statistic, isolate it, and uh, use that as a justification for uh, furthering of your agenda. So thanks to Mom at Arms for digging this up, posting it, and thanks for One Million Moms oops, for reposting it. Click on the wrong button there. All right, so next is Rhonda Ezel from Chicago. So after the Heller decision decided, or made the federal, made the national case that the right to own firearms is an individual right and not a collective right of the state. That's what Heller did. Then Chicago said, eh, maybe not Illinois. And that's when the Miller decision came in, uh, or McDonald, excuse me, the McDonald decision came in 
and said to Illinois, no, it applies to you. And then Chicago said again, well, maybe it doesn't apply to Chicago. And that's where Rhonda Ezel stepped up. And in 2011, took the shittiest city of Chicago to the Supreme Court and won and said, you can't restrict us from our right to uh, shoot in Chicago or have ranges in Chicago. And then a couple of years later in 2017, she had to take them to the Supreme Court a second time and won a second time. So most people don't pay attention to Rhonda Ezel from Chicago, who's taken the city of Chicago to the Supreme Court and won twice in recent history. So she's posting, fantastic planet coming soon. So you basically strongly believe that more guns make less crime. Is that true, Vladimir? I believe so. I guess uh, this is... Rhonda Ezel, this is another post from Mom at Arms. She's the Mom at Arms is saying this is an outstanding. Rhonda Ezel, historical reference, Ezel versus Chicago, who has been a major supporter of Mom at Arms and vice versa. And I say that because I love her dearly, gives us an epic answer here. So essentially, um, I don't know what this is supposed to be. I think this is Russian. TV following uh, the case where Rhonda was saying something and they quoted her weird. Anyway, it's always a good chance to, or it's always a good time to be able to talk about Rhonda. So next up is D. Moliere. Uh, I keep seeing these posts, but Ed's manifesto had an interview with uh, D. Moliere, which is this girl from Mexico, reporter from Mexico, months and months and months ago, last year sometime. And every once in a while, uh, she'll post an update to her series on the history of the cartels and the um, trafficking that is, goes through Mexico, because it's not always source, sourced from Mexico. And uh, great, one of my favorite series in recent times. And uh, Ed keeps posting these clips from their interview. And uh, it's always an opportunity for me to talk about De Moliere, which is definitely one of the best projects recently uh, one of the best projects, period, about the history of Mexico. We have a large international border with a country that's got a lot of history, uh, and we have massive international crime uh, organizations located there, and we're uh, not paying attention to that while we pay attention to trifles. So it's always good to see actual investigation and reporting on that. Uh, next up is Gun Owners Radio, a group out of Southern California uh, who does a radio show every Sunday. It says, here's a simple algebra problem, perfect for a freedom lesson. What is 1A minus 2A equal to? Negative 1A. So what is free speech minus the right to bear arms? It's equal to no free speech. Pretty neat. I like that. So uh, can, pretty much anybody can think of that, and there's lots of ways to interpret that. I dig it. All right, next up is our Air Museum here in Tucson, Pima Air Museum. We had an air show uh, every other year. The, the Air Force Base here has an air show, and they bring the Thunderbirds down and do all kinds of stuff. And for that air show, they drag a bunch of planes across the street. So our Air, air Museum, as you can see, is just an open-air museum. Oh, that's cool. It's just an open-air museum across the street from the Air Force Base uh, on the south side. So when they need to, they can just open these giant gates that they have and drag planes back and forth. So when they bring planes to the museum, they fly them into the Air Force Base and then 
fiddle with them and then drag them across the street. It's always a fun thing if you're a plane nerd. And in this case, uh, you can see what it's like being in the museum, watching the air show happen right above it. FYI, that's what it looks like for all of us that live around the Air Force Base. So we all get a free air show. So uh, pretty awesome, great video. Air Force Museum is awesome. It's 50 bucks to be a member there every year. And as a member of the Air Force Museum, you're also a member of the Titan II Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Museum, which is down the street towards Mexico a little bit. And it's the last of our intercontinental ballistic missiles, nine story deep silos uh, with a 40 kilo, kiloton intercontinental ballistic missile. Uh, we had 18 of them here in Tucson. There was another 18 in Arkansas and another 18 in uh, Nebraska. Wait, yeah, Nebraska, Kansas. Nebraska. Wait, shit, are they in Nebraska? No, they were in Arkansas. Oh man, it's been a while. Arkansas and yeah, they might have been. Okay, now I can't remember. But anyway, we had uh, the first squadron of them here, the first ones to be built, and then the last ones to be taken out. Man, Thunderbirds are awesome. So anyway, that's uh, some views of the preparations and the, the air show happening. Actually, it'd been pretty cool to hang out at the museum for the air show. I never actually thought about doing that. So this is from Serbu. Uh, we we're having a discussion somewhere yesterday about firearms inventors, and Serbu came up as a modern firearm inventor. Inventor, but uh, so you got Serbu, and this is an M8C spotting rifle. So it's a rifle that's designed to sit on the top of a recoilless rifle. And you shoot this neck down, this shortened 50 BMG. So it's a it's a spotter tracer, and it's a, an, an incendiary tracer. Wait, is it incendiary? I think it's an incendiary tracer. And uh, it's so it flames on the way down the barrel and out towards the wherever it hits. It's gonna flame, so you can see it. And you put your giant these uh, bazookas were um, or recoilless rifles were pretty large so I, they were either tripod mounted or on a vehicle and you'd uh, set that thing all up and you'd shoot this thing and watch where it went and as soon as you were happy with where these tracers were hitting then you'd shoot your bazooka so pretty neat i've never seen them actually shot but i own a couple and i've seen them shoot these bullets all the time they'll pull these bullets and put them into normal 50 bmg and shoot them out at big sandy constantly that's where i got mine uh, my spotter tracers are from Big Sandy. Cheryl Todd is up in Phoenix area, and uh, she's been working with Faster uh, and with the gun with the uh, Arizona Citizens Defense League. She's a DC project representative. She does a lot more. She also hosts Gun Freedom Radio, one of the best uh, interview shows out there. And uh, she's evidently going to be or she has been invited to speak. She's gonna speak at the Armed Women of America National Conference, which is happening in Missouri, August 10th to 13th. Oh, let's see, her topic is women dedicated to safeguarding life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Oh, the BC project. Okay, great. I was gonna say, well, that's apt. So thanks to Cheryl for everything she's doing and for being a role model for the girls of tomorrow, as well as uh, helping the ladies of today to do what they're doing. So we've got the Rocky Mountain Gun Owners Association official. I don't know, I'm still on the fence with this one, but let's see what this is. The rights and freedoms of all citizens of Colorado, Democrat and Republicans, is extremely disappointing, but this is what liberalism is. 
This is how liberalism deals with opposition. This is how liberal liberal leadership handles. What a name calling there. And it's fun to call names when you're pissed. But in reality, we're trying to accomplish things and name calling is just going to create divisions and rifts. So I don't care who you hate, but uh, there's a time to be professional about it and then the time to talk about it. So I'm still on the fence with this RMGO. They've had some successes in Colorado recently. And the people who I am aware of in Colorado were okay with RMGO. But man, is it chaos in Colorado trying to keep track of the state level organizations. It's bad enough having to keep up with the anti-stuff, but trying to keep up with which organizations are on our side is a frustrating uh, element to this whole thing. This is a pretty good video that came up uh, in reaction to Nashville. Uh, I'm sure everybody's sick of this. This will be about the only thing I deal with uh, or that I'm going to offer in reaction to Nashville. Britt and the Tennessee State Director for the DC Project Women for Gun Rights. We are devastated at the tragic loss of life that occurred at Covenant Christian School. And we, too, believe that enough is enough. Although our solutions differ, we agree with President Biden. All right, I'm going to leave it at that. Although our solutions differ, and you can see she's trying to extend something there. She's trying to provide a different message in a different way than as in the past. And that's what I'm trying to offer here. But I won't acknowledge the reaction to, to atrocity. That's where we're losing. So we'll keep moving. Uh, let's get into this one from Ted Cruz. You can love them or hate them, but uh, you got to respect somebody that holds people to task on stuff like this. So where did he go? What are these wristbands? <coughs> I don't know what they are. You don't know what they are. Mr. Secretary, you have just testified to the American people you're incompetent at your job because I've been to the southern border. And if you go to the southern border, along the southern border, you see thousands of these wristbands because the illegal immigrants wear them. The drug cartels, every color corresponds to how many thousands of dollars they owe the cartels. You've turned these cartels into multi-billion dollar criminal organizations. And these are modern day leg irons because these are children being sold into sex slavery and you don't even know what they are a lot of people aren't paying attention to what's happening on the border um not one to just to complain about things for the sake of complaining we have an international border with a lot of issues going across it and a lot of people are trying to divide us from the attention with there and the other issues that are going around around the world and with the economy and with other things. So uh, with a lot of stuff at stake and a lot of things in play, it's up to us to decide how much attention we're going to give to each thing. That being said, let's talk about a Titan II intercontinental ballistic missile for a moment. Cool little animation here. I don't know if I can play the music or not. That's the living quarters up top. And uh, for a while there, you could uh, go camp in the... Uh, silo they'd let you stay overnight in the silo i don't know if they've done that to her for a while uh this is sin lad a uh the dc representative the dc project representative for here in arizona and um, asking for people to show up in teal color uh, for the senate appropriations committee of funding of 2705 and if i remember right that's the uh, funding of uh, school security uh, this one is from Guns for Everyone. Isaac is one of the co-founders of Guns for Everyone. They do free CCW training up in Colorado. And this is uh, being a person that can be called upon. Members of the community opposing 
We don't sue car dealerships when somebody gets drunk and mows down a whole bunch of kids. We take the actions of the person and we prosecute those actions. So given an alternative perspective on a reaction to atrocity that is encouraged and fostered by the media. So this is, again, being someone who's competent, able, and willing to be a representative for the actual media. Too many of the people in the gun community are either afraid of the media or, I don't know other word to say it except for afraid of the media. And they assume that the media is going to have the advantage and make them look bad. Uh, there are definitely people who have not been afraid of the media and have been willing to uh, to put themselves out there and then become uh, ambassadors for uh, the uh, you know the messages that we've got and uh, are able to get information out there in a good way. So the GFE is the Guns for Everyone Gazette, a piece of paper, an actual printed newspaper. I'm happy to have been involved in that to some extent over the over its time, and you can see they're using it here to uh, create a nice visual while they're being used as experts to uh, deal with the reaction to atrocity. So we can either just get pissed about it or we can use it to our advantage. And this is a great example of thinking outside the box, preparing for the inevitable, and then acting on uh, a, a strategy, a tactic to use the momentum of the adversaries for us. It's great work. Uh, and then Guns for Everyone does a lot of other stuff too. This is a creepy AI thing I made of a pug doing all of our sewing for us. This AI pug can do it good. See how happy he is to sew? This dog just sits here laying here. Uh, then we got Riding Shotgun with Charlie. Uh, I can't play this because it's uh, copyrightable, but uh, he posted a bunch of stuff in here. Uh, slideshows of him and Cam. Uh, they did a flippy flop thing where uh, Cam was on Charlie's show, Cam show, and then they dropped those episodes on the same week. So pretty good example of playing around with uh, with the services and the systems out there, and the you know letting the shows collide, but with intent. Well done, except for the copyrightable music part that I can't share. Oleg Volk is one of the people that got me involved in doing anything online ever. Otherwise, I'd have just been sitting there watching everybody else do stuff. So uh, Oleg has a great story. I've talked about him before. Uh, and I'm happy to say I've had the pleasure of shaking his hand. He's a good dude. Uh, Nebraska Firearms Association uh, has been working on trying to get constitutional carry in Nebraska. And this was the final vote, 31-4, 10 against with only four non-votes. They don't have uh, the normal government. So it's this, according to seven days ago, will be scheduled for final reading. And I don't think it's quite to the governor's desk, but I haven't heard anything on it in a while. We don't have a national scoreboard to check. So everybody has to keep track on their own and keep keep tally or keep score or keep track of where everything's at on your own. Our goal here is to attempt to work towards keeping that easier, but it's not. It's difficult. I understand that. So the next one is FPC, Firearms Policy Coalition. Uh, they're happy about filing lawsuits all the time. Uh, they bring in about $3 million a year. They're the smallest of the national level organizations financially and staff. They're mostly lawyers and they do some marketing. Uh, some of this um, social media type of stuff, but for the most part, they're putting out lawsuits and challenging 
bullshit laws and infringements. They're pretty much no compromise, although some of the other organizations claim to be. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Let me know what you think about FPC in the comments if you want. Looks like they've got local challenges in San Diego. Uh, another one in California, Granada versus Camp. Or no, it's in Massachusetts. Granada versus Campbell. And then Vanderstock versus Garland. Uh, so they got challenges to Massachusetts roster, California's fee schedules, and uh, I guess there's just the frame or receiver role at the national level. All right, so you got Colian Noir, who a lot of people don't like, a lot of people love, and he's a national level figure uh, for the Second Amendment, employed by the NRA for a number of years, and instead of just jumping ship, decided to stay as an individual entity uh, with a focus on 2A, uh, posting against or to what's-his-face in the light of atrocity. I'm just putting it here. I ain't going to get into it. So it's filthy when people... Uh, profit off of this shit and exploit it. We need to have people on our side to challenge the people who will be exploiting it on the other side. And that's frustrating. Uh, appreciate those folks who are willing to do it, uh, I guess. Next up is the Bannerman Castle. Awesome story here. And I don't have time to talk about it, but uh, Bannerman is awesome. The castle is awesome. The people who keep the castle going, the Bannerman Castle Trust are awesome. Can't wait to get up there again. Cannot literally wait to get up there again. Uh, and it looks like it opens one month from seven days ago. So three weeks from today, you could be touring the Bannerman Castle yourselves. Go on a cool boat, get over there, walk around, see the awesomest thing in New York probably. At, right now at least. Uh, let's see. The Missouri Senate. Uh, yet another reminder that holding a majority doesn't necessarily mean a majority of those involved are true Second Amendment supporters. So this is um, what she's um, uh -oh, something with a W and it's not hitting me. Why can't I think of it? Anyway, Susan, and I forget what her YouTube name is right now. She'll be jumping in if she's not already here, but um, I'm getting her mixed up with ways to empower. So Dang, glitching. So anyway, Susan uh, posted about uh, her testimony, well, the, the results of her testimony uh, to end the red flag stuff in Massachusetts, which unfortunately failed. Why can't I think of the her YouTube name? Somebody help me with Susan's YouTube name. Uh, so now we got Rebecca. Uh, posting uh, about the success of Kansas House removing the concealed carry permit fee, which is a minor victory in Kansas because it moves to the Senate, but at least Rebecca is able to get something going and has initial success with her uh, pro-Second Amendment initiatives as a new representative in Kansas. Worthwhile fun. Dang, why was it taking me so long to glitch on that? So uh, Susan is worthwhile fun. Let's go back and go 
this is worthwhile funds post. Now we can go forward. Oh, wow. 500 saying, I don't have any problem with Colleen Noir, but I don't trust him though. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There's that definite vibe of like, this is my hobby, but you know, what other hobbies are there? But you know, maybe I'm wrong. He has been around for a while and he doesn't need to be. He certainly could be making more money playing with cars or computers for sure. So he's here and I don't think he's just making money because again, he could be making way more somewhere else. So uh, he must be digging it, and I suspect he, uh, well, I like I know what you're saying. Though. So Cape Gunworks just had their anniversary uh, at this at the range, the new range, and uh, they had a vendor and uh, food, well, feed everybody and and have people, uh, guests come in, vendor guests and stuff, uh, like an open house. What did I say? Open house on uh, Saturday. So the Cape Gunworks show is about to start over here. We'll find out what or how that all went. Let's see, then we've got NRA, isn't this nice? Taking credit for uh, overturning the per pistol permit uh, requirement in North Carolina. Then NRA is almost always responsible for these things, but to some extent, and they almost always act like they were the ones who did it. So that doesn't help them and it doesn't help anybody. So uh, people are gonna freak out because NRA is claiming it. People are gonna be satisfied that NRA did it all and all you gotta do is help the NRA. They'd be doing everybody a favor in my opinion if they just championed the actual people and said, hey, we supported these people who did it. And now you create heroes, the NRA, gets their virtue signal and their credit for helping the heroes. And we have more heroes, but the NRA is not a hero. Everybody can recognize that. They should be able to empower heroes though. So I'd like to see them tune this in a little bit more, but anybody who thinks that they're floundering needs to start looking at numbers because they're not floundering, right? So women in arms, uh, a rock band, a rock in bad hands killed Abel, a rock in good hands killed Goliath. It's not about the rock. I thought that was cool. I've seen it a couple of different ways over the last couple of years, I guess I've seen this one. I don't know how old it is. It's obviously could be very old, but uh, very apt. I think I, I dig when people start using that one in different ways. And it's interesting to see how the memes and the sayings spread nowadays versus a couple of years ago versus 10 years ago versus before the internet. So it's cool to see how people are collaborating and sharing and uh, how much room there still is on the internet. Maybe that's the way to say it. So we're back to firearms policy, but no legal update in here. The motion for preliminary injunction was denied on our lawsuit challenge in the ATF's pistol brace rule. So in the FPC had put in a motion for an injunction against the, the ruling on pistol braces or the inaction of the bullshit infringements that they're about to wail on us with. And that injunction was denied. So that means that the, the, the lawsuit challenging the pistol brace rule is still on, but it has not superseded or created the pause in the enforcement or the regulation, the new regulation. We have yet to see what's happening with that. That's six days ago. I haven't seen anything. So if you know something more about that, let us know. 
again it's up to us to keep track of what's all happening out there and at what pace and where everything's at up in arizona uh, here in arizona on the third oh wait that was yesterday so i guess this is i should have done this yesterday or the day before um they had a uh, meeting here in arizona to uh uh, I think just to kind of uh, meet the uh, people at Mom Army, and or I guess a, a collaboration between Mom Army and the DC Project people to uh, to just um, get together and meet each other's organizations. Sounded like a pretty cool thing, but it cost me more than a hundred bucks to drive up to Phoenix, uh, so not on my agenda. Fund policy. This is nothing but Joe projecting. Project, Projecting the regime's desire to strip fundamental rights to peaceable, what am I trying to put here? So Joe projects the regime, this is a PC's thing. I don't know why I put it in here. Let's see, let's listen to it and see what it's all about. I'm a second amendment guy. I have two shotguns. You're not allowed to go out and own an all right, so I guess that's appealing to people who don't know that politicians are dipshits. So they do lawsuits and they do these things on the line, uh, these uh, memes and stuff. Uh, 500 saying, hopefully, with the man to join the NRA, she'll make. You're great again. We need a strong NRA. As soon as we started like them or not, from day one, I was like, "Hey, you know, it's on me." I'm, I'm so Cape Gun Works is starting up over there. Looks like we got probably about 15 minutes before they start the show. Uh, I don't think Amanda by herself can change the NRA. That's unrealistic. But she can definitely uh, be involved in the change of direction. She's a strong individual, and she does have an awareness of where the NRA is in reality. And I don't think she's completely ingrained in one option for them. So uh, she's sort of open-minded enough to be willing to listen to the alternatives, I think. And she's smart enough to be able to not be duped by flashiness or showmanship, I suspect. So it'll be interesting, but her alone isn't going to do anything. But hopefully she will add to the group that will challenge the very few who are keeping it the way it is right now. All right, so um, let's see. So this next one is from Mohammed This is worth listening to, so I'm going to let this one play. Um, the end of this one is, if I remember right, was the real good part. So I don't know what this thing is. Clark Lawson, I guess. And it's reposted by Mom at Arms. She says, epic video. And if I remember right, I really like this one. So let's uh, listen to this. Messaging is now being spread everywhere. And I get why it's being pushed. When something happens like what happened in Nashville this week, people want solutions. But there's something particularly nefarious about these solutions being proposed in the wake of tragedy when everybody is emotional. I'm seeing we have a gun problem in the US. So let me provide a quick rebuttal to a lot of those claims. Now, this number may be off a little bit, but we've had 189 shootings at schools around the US since Sandy Hook. Now, these shootings included 
domestic violence, and suicide. 17 of these 189 were active shooter situations. Now, unfortunately, 279 people have died from being shot on school property during or after school hours, but that does include suicides as well as domestic violence disputes. Now, in general, mass shootings account for less than 1% of all firearm deaths in the United States. Now, I'm not showing these figures to make this tragedy seem any less grotesque than what it is, because it's absolutely disgusting. I'm showing these so we can have a perspective based on fact and logic and not emotion. What we all need to realize is that the media selectively chooses tragedy for us to be emotional about and act on, when in reality, tragedy happens around us every single day. If you look at these stats for perspective, just in 2001 and 2010, 2,344 children died in crashes involving alcohol-impaired drivers. Is the media out here saying that we have an alcohol problem in the United States and that these children's deaths were the result of alcohol and not the person who chose to be responsibly? So this whole effort to blame guns for carrying out an action that was made by a terrible person doesn't make sense to me. And even if it was guns that were the problem, I don't believe in taking away the rights of law-abiding citizens to accommodate criminals. Freedom comes with risk. And we shouldn't be taking away the freedom to defend yourself in order to accommodate a criminal's actions. It's not the gun crisis that we should be talking about in the United States. It's the mental health crisis. And a part of that mental health crisis is that we have an entire population so devoted and enveloped in media that they can't even realize when they're being manipulated by it. As expected in the wake of tragedy. That last part was pretty good. But, uh, you know, the second to the last part, you know, the part about the media or whatever, messing with people is, is good. But the uh, part there that... Uh, the, the second to the last part i thought was pretty decent it takes too long for him to get to it though so if there was a way to chop that in half i think you can do that on TikTok. so north american arms does these gold guns every once in a while and now you can get them again uh, 24 karat gold plated shorts long rifles and magnums very nice uh recreator blanks uh, met up with them again this year at shot show i uh, found them the year before for the first time and pretty uh impressed with their stuff and their their interest in the AK and their what they've created. Uh, and then this year they had a bunch of fixtures and parts and stuff and found out afterwards that the dude is from one of the gunsmithing schools. So uh, definitely a big fan of Recreator. And this is them at a gun show uh, doing it right, really. So pretty cool. Uh, miniature gunsmith. Uh, he's one of the people I follow, and this is an, a newsletter that you can join uh, for tiny guns. And it says uh, this guy's one ninth scale Scorpio catapult was featured uh, in the article. So this is this little catapult that he built. It's one of the channels I follow on Instagram. Builds little miniature stuff. He built every single part of that from hand. It's pretty neat watching the steps. I thought that was pretty funny. Also a chance to talk about 2A for CA, group out of California. I don't know if it's a group or a dude out of California, but channel out of California. This was um, from Gun Owners of America talking about the Washington Post who did a poll uh, or found out about a poll. I don't know if they did the poll, but they uh, did a poll on why Americans own the AR-15. And uh, so this is the Gun Owners America's presentation of the Washington Post's 
review of the the poll that was done by Ipsos. So essentially a big complicated graph here. Uh, it says a 52 year old woman says, I own it to protect my family members. Why people own, here's another visualization of the information. This one says a 52 year old man to ensure I would now be outgunned if I had to defend my family and property with the rate that society is going. So fear, I guess. And then uh, total does not equal 100 because up to two answers were accepted. So what we've got here is uh, the reasons why people own in a visually represented data, I guess. Pretty cool looking thing actually. Uh, and then this graph here is a little less useful, but it is super informative. So the major reasons and minor reasons were uh, matched, and it looks like most people are uh, tied between self-protection of the family and property and fun to shoot. So and then target shooting was right there. So 60% of people own the AR-15 for fun to shoot and target shooting, while a third of them are for self-protection as people could answer twice. And then uh, in case law breaks down, uh, it's important to who I am as an American is 36. Ease of customizing or modifying it is 25. So that probably lays more into the you know, use of it as a as a recreational gun, but you guys, it could be for self-protection also. So anyway, the, um, the reasons it's interesting. And, you know, as I'm looking at this, everybody look, thinks of gun owners as who gun owners are, but as the, as the awareness of who gun owners are expands, you see just how many people are enjoying just guns, just the, being able to recreationally shoot or have some fun. This is a tactical games, a competition that happens yearly, a uh, very athletic uh, shooting competition that is definitely shooting, but there's very calisthenic, very athletic. There's a lot of running and lifting weights and jumping over stuff and shimmying around things. And it's almost a uh, an endurance physical event. So uh, one, to share it with people, this isn't my thing, but I definitely know there's a lot of people involved. You can see the scale of the event. And then, you know, it's being done in, the, what, Utah, probably? Yeah, Washington, Utah. So, uh, again, just so that you see the type of shooting that's going on out there. How many of these people are 2A? How many of these people are paying attention to anything else about guns other than the difference between the gun and their kettleball and their... Uh, their leaded vest and their their armor carrier. You know, a lot of these people, these are their tools. These are their, their pieces of sporting equipment. Are they 2A also? Or are they more 2A than the regular person? Have you seen anybody talking about stuff? Or are they like a lot of competitors throughout time who've said, oh, I leave my politics at the door. I'm here to shoot because they can afford to do this. Are they all a bunch of doctors and software technicians? Are they taking their 2A to the streets, you know, their streets, to their neighborhoods? Or do they hide their 2A in a freaking closet? It's interesting. I don't know. Or we could just ignore that, I guess. Crabby Turtle taking part of Every Second Matters. Uh, we got Crabby Turtle, another Every Second Matters. Thanks for posting these. Being part of the continuing 
project, which is to spread awareness of what our Second Amendment protects on the second of each month. Another one from FOSS, pretty cool one with the snow. I know a lot of people with a lot of cameras who talk a lot of game, and I see this dude posting this on Every Second Matters. Just saying, pretty, pretty darn artsy, pretty darn cool. And thanks again for keeping it going. Chris from 740 also doing an Every Second Matters post, kind of uh, artsy, a little bit different way, going with the slow pan down the reloading bench, everything kind of ready for a, uh, a project. I think he was attempting to load, is this, I don't know if this is the video where he's attempting to like match some performance or some, some loads out there, some, uh, uh, what did I say? Some commercial uh, loadings of bullets out there. Ozzy from Illinois with his uh, bond arms. Also keeping Every Second Matters going. Thanks for that. That might be everybody that did Every Second Matters this month that I found. Uh, let's see. This is from Second Amendment Range, a cool place in Pahrump, in Pahrump, Nevada, if I remember right. And uh, it says, we can complain because rose bushes have thorns or we can rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. But that's a pretty cool quote. It says it's from Abraham Lincoln. I do not know if that's true. I've never heard it before, but I dig it. Uh, Cheryl Todd uh, posting from the ladies of the DC project in Florida, uh, hanging out and getting a, uh, what do we call this? publicity shot with the governor as he's signing the uh, uh, constitutional carry into Florida. Pretty cool to see that the DC project is getting their seat at the table where typically the NRA would get their picture and then uh, something like this. Uh, DeSantis captures signature tips US into, and I don't know, I guess this is today's post. It's in the Fox picture. And you can see, I don't know, a bunch of people that we ever heard of before smiling behind the, the, the guy. So now we got, we're going back to Coleon, uh, posted a picture of him looking at an AR in the back of some house or something. Gun, owning guns doesn't make you pro-2A. Being pro-2A makes you pro-2A. Gun control isn't about whether you like or don't like guns. It's about who gets to be in control of them. If you think it should be the government, you're not pro-2A. It's that simple. Kind of interesting. I don't know who he's lashing out at there or why, but uh, right on. Good on that because it's the kind of message that needs to get out there once in a while. This isn't about control. It's about control of, or I mean, it's about, you know, the gun control isn't about control of the gun so much as it's in control of who's getting that ultimate authority, period. Uh, shooting Parasports uh, is one of the accounts I follow, and this is an international account, uh, International Shooting Parasport. And that's oh, pretty cool. This dude's that Spider-Man kid and uh, Spider-Man's girlfriend. And then somebody else. Who's that? Oh, Penelope Cruz. Damn. So there's a whole bunch of people at some sort of an international event. And at least for the cameras, they're being cool with international shooters. I don't know if these stars are pro-gun or not, but they're, they're uh, taking pictures with uh, competition shooters. So that's pretty cool. This competition shooter is from India. Uh, let's see. So this is uh, what's her face saying that uh, during the 1994 to 2004 assault weapons ban that 
somehow something went down. It certainly wasn't crime. So, uh, I mean, it did go down, but it certainly had nothing to do with the assault weapons ban because crime was on a massive decrease uh, due to concealed carry going, you know, becoming a thing. So what we had was a lot of crime that was coming from um, the war on drugs, essentially, and cocaine being introduced at massive levels into the country through the pipelines of South America through Mexico. And then constitution, not constitutional, concealed carry being enacted in most states. And then, uh, you know, on the ground resistance to crime, to petty crime, and that ended. So when petty crime ended, crime ended, and the assault weapon, they're trying to take credit for that with the uh, assault weapons ban nationally, but they literally have funded research that indicated that it had nothing to do with it. Like literally said, quote, like little or nothing to do with the federal law. This is pretty cool. This is uh, Ed's manifesto posts all kinds of stuff. This is just some kid teaching some other kid how to skateboard. And I'm assuming, you know, some parent or something was just trying to capture and just caught that like, what do you call like that time when you learn and you figure something out. It's pretty neat to be able to nowadays people can capture that kind of stuff with phones being on you know, having video all the time. This is Maj calling out the What's his face from Florida uh, calling him a jerk and saying that they can have a respectful debate on some guy's podcast or whatever. Curious if anything will ever come of that. If what's his face, the kid from the anti-gun kid from Florida ever does debate anybody, do you think it'll be Maj or do you think it'll be some somebody like that one guy who every town is paying? Uh, what's his face? The guy who used to work at Kimber or something. He'll probably debate him. And it'll be some like softball toss to each other. Uh, AZ Guns is a place here in Arizona and a gun shop here in Arizona. And I thought this was a great, great saying, and I'm going to start using it all the time. Never leave any gun shop without two boxes. I love it. So uh, if you want to know how to be an old guy with a bunch of ammo or an old lady with a bunch of ammo, every time you go into a gun shop, buy two boxes of ammo. If you want to make sure that there's still going to be gun shops in the future, buy two boxes of ammo every time you go into a gun shop. We're about to end this show, and there's going to be a shop in Massachusetts that hosts a radio show each week, and they're starting up here in about two seconds. So uh, when we end this show, you can go support uh, a gun shop in Massachusetts that's doing good stuff by just simply listening to their show and be a part of their live conversation. One of the accounts I follow is called Dine Wild, and you've got to be careful on Instagram to not be hungry when you go to watch it or go look at it because this kind of stuff will happen. I'm not warning you. I'm just saying you had this coming. If you're looking at this and you ain't ate today, well, now you're hungry. So Dine Wild often does interesting food picks, uh, you know, critters. So uh, let's see. Next one is Cape Gunworks. Hey, what did we just talk about? And this is them talking about what's happening in Florida kind of commenting on the, the way that the coverage happened. I don't know if that's uh, who that's at, but yeah, he would be, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he would be willing to um, uh, debate, right? Or be willing, even in some kind of structured debate, he'd have to go somebody way less than Maj, I think, because he'd want to have it, you know, lopsided to him. Thanks for jumping in. Like I said, I don't know who that is, but uh, 
lots of little Latinos a uh, couple that does a show on Sundays and definitely worth your uh, listen. Now they don't know, but they go on at exactly the same time as gun owners radio out in, uh, Cal- in California. So at some point, just to screw with the internet, oh, it's real okay. We need to talk about uh, drones sometime, dude. Um, uh, but gun owners radio does their show live on radio so they're broadcasting they stream or simulcast their broadcast so they can't really move their show but you guys hit right at the same time so a lot of us listening to both shows not a lot of us a couple of us are listening to both shows uh so just to mess with everybody one of you should have the other one on is that toby i think it'd be funny you'd, you'd be funny if you got him on the show that's for sure i don't know how much time we got before you go live here but uh I think I got one more. So this is Biden making his little mess up. Guns out of hand. Help keep guns out of hand and mess up for the visor. If you think that he ain't saying that shit intentionally, then you are not watching these things all the way through. What sit down and watch 45 minutes of the president of the United States say stuff. And when he gets to the gun stuff is when he screws up. This is a politician who's been a politician his entire life. And he knows exactly when to create stuff that distracts and spins people off because he's been doing this his whole life. He calls things an AK-15 anytime he wants to distract. Quit being duped by this shit. I know it's funny and it feels great to laugh at your adversary. Don't give him that much credit and expect more from our side. All right, I'm getting to the end here. Oklahoma makes history. Uh, They proclaimed April 3rd as NRA Day. What the fuck? What the hell? I don't know. Just reporting what's going on out there. Handgun roster in Massachusetts. uh, Looking forward to oral arguments. uh, And I'm not sure exactly when. I guess today at 930. Wait, was that yesterday? We'll hear about that on Cape Gunworks. Go check it out. It's pretty much starting right now. So we're ending. Thanks for joining. I'll put a link over here. And... Thanks, everybody, for joining us live. Oh, I hear you. It's worth doing, though. It's worth doing, trust me, because you'll see where we're being messed with on our side. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for joining. Go grab something at our gear website store.